you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We are presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. The best in the business, as Kyle mentioned. That is Kyle Brandt. That's Peter Schrager. That's Sean O'Hara. This is New York City. It's, uh, what day is it today? Tuesday. Allegedly. And we're doing a show because we're wrapping up week six. We are analyzing a bit what has been happening to some teams that maybe things aren't starting to go well. And then we're going to pick up the pace and we're going to look ahead to week seven as well. Let's go. Bring it up. Let's go go. time for the lead block. Lead block. block. All right. You'd have to say Tom Brady's weekend, it was looking great. He got to go to a fancy party in New York City, and then it started to go a bit downhill after attending Robert Kraft's wedding on Friday night. The Buccaneers often struggled in a 20-18 loss to the Steelers. Brady was not shy about letting his workmates know their efforts weren't quite up to TB12 standards. He said, not a good day if there's more F-bombs and touchdowns. And then he tweeted this. Uh, Football is hard. We're not playing like we are capable. We are in it together. We're all in this. No, we'll turn it around. Hashtag go Bucks. Brady, though, not the only future Hall of Fame quarterback at the helm of a struggling squad. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers finding themselves in similar dire straits. Both teams in or near the bottom half of these offensive statistics. Really not what you're expecting when you think those two logos and the quarterbacks that go hand in hand. Question becomes, it's Buccaneers, it's Packers. Who do you have more faith in turning the ship around. Pita. November 29th, 2020, mm-hmm. the Buccaneers were down big and came back and they cut it close and then ended up losing to the Chiefs 27-24. That day they were 7-5. and five. They went in their bye week, beat Minnesota, beat Atlanta, beat Detroit, beat Atlanta again, beat Washington in the playoffs, beat New Orleans in the playoffs, beat Green Bay in the playoffs, and then beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. They didn't lose another game. The Buccaneers have been down this road before, and the bulk of that team is back again. And they're here, and they're in similar crosshairs right now. They've got Carolina this weekend. They'll beat Carolina. They will. 
And then they've got to look at that schedule and say, the NFC right now is absolutely wide open. Not only are the Packers struggling, the Rams are struggling. You could look at all the other teams uh, that, that are hot, the, the Eagles. Well, we beat them in the playoffs last year. The Cowboys, we've owned them the last couple of years. Even within the division, the Saints aren't what they used to be. Atlanta's an upstart, but we just beat them. Like, if you're the Buccaneers, you're looking at each other saying, this last week stunk. We should have beat the Steelers. We're better than the Steelers. But sometimes those other teams have our numbers. I look around the locker room. There's more talent in Tampa Bay than there is in Green Bay right now. And I'm sorry to all those Green Bay players who might be watching, but when you've got Mike Evans still on this roster and you've got Devin White and you've got Leonard Fournette and you've got – I can go through the names, guys. Vita Vea is still really good, okay? We know that this team has got the talent at the key positions and that they have all – been there before. Yeah, the same pieces aren't all there. We know Ali Marpet and Gronk aren't walking through the door to save the day. And of course, there are some different guys who have moved on to greener pastures, if you will. But if I'm a Buccaneers player, we got Carolina this weekend. We win this game. The NFC is still wide open. Oh, are scared of the Philadelphia Eagles? Beat them twice last year. Let's go. I still think the Buccaneers have a chance to turn this thing around. Brady's issues are not this season's long from done, and those guys are a unit that have been through this before. They were 7-5 and five a couple years ago and won a Super Bowl. They'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you, Shregs, on this one. Uh, look, we're talking about riding the ship. They've been there before, done that before. How about, look, if you're on a boat right now and you're searching for, you know, the, the buried treasure right now, why wouldn't you take Captain Jack Sparrow? Why wouldn't you take Tom Brady right now? All right, he, he's found the booty before. He mm. knows exactly where it is. The Packers, Aaron Rodgers, for some reason, every time he goes out looking for the Pirates' booty, he ends up shipwrecked on a deserted island, all right, after a 13-3 season. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take the Bucks all day long. I think this defense, to your point, phenomenal. I mean, 17 sacks already, third most in the league. They're getting after people. Offensively, I, I looked at that photo from that tweet, and it's funny how Tom Brady's saying we could play a lot better, and then it wasn't just a photo of him. It was a photo of two offensive linemen. It was his left guard, Luke Gideke, and his center, Robert Hainsley, and of all the pictures for him to pick, I'm just, you know, I, I look at it and I say, oh, yeah, that's great that he showed his old Amazon love, but I think he was also trying to light a fire on him. Like, hey, we've all got to play a little bit better, and they certainly will do that offensively. I, I put my trust in the team. There There's go. the photo right there. You think there. you did this on purpose? Mm-hmm. Framed yes. him up. Hey, we're in it together, boys. We'll turn it around. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I put you in the photo for a reason. Football is hard. Well, look, there's a couple things here. There's the, just the... Blind faith in Brady, which we've all developed over the years. And then there's Peter's take about we've done it and we did it and this group has it. And like that's it makes perfect sense. It's also just kind of convenient. I know. Isn't this different? Is there something different going on here? It's two years ago. Is Brady okay? What, what I mean by that is it's just two years older, 45 years old. We throw it around all the time. That's an old dude. And I don't know. Emotionally, seems to be maybe really up and down. Physically, I don't know. I don't think he looks good physically. I, I, I don't. I know he has a different health program than most of us, and his body is temple and all that. And then you know he he goes on this podcast or he speaks to the media and he tries to diffuse and he tries to stay positive, which I respect. But I just is that the real genuine article? If he were to come out and say, you know. I'm having some issues in my family life right now that I'm really fighting through, and it's been tough, and I'm trying to bond together with my football family, and, uh, you know, it's been tough, and I committed to this season, but I have other responsibilities, and frankly, I'm getting a little older, and I have other interests, and maybe the desire isn't there to be there all week. Like, I would totally get it. I'm like, man, I'm with you. You know when he started the season, and he goes, look, man, I got a lot of bleep going on. I was like, wow, Tom. Refreshing. I feel you. I yeah. feel you. And that was that refreshing. Every single person was like, that's we're, our we're guy. We're in that fraternity. So... And that's how fine. You're, you're human. You bleed. Can that person 
be like, let's pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and like, man, we're going to win the division and we're going to win the playoff games. I just don't know if he has it in him. And I don't blame him if he doesn't have it in him. But everything Peter says makes perfect sense. Two years ago, they were down and they rallied together and everything. And that's all great. Great on paper. I get it. It just feels different. I get it. It feels different. And a lot of times it feels different with Brady. And then... And all of a sudden, they're on a podium with a Super Bowl champ. I, I, I just don't know. I, I, I feel like something is amiss, either emotionally or physically or motivationally. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame any of it. It's all very human. But it concerns me as it pertains to the Bucks of this year. That's it. You know, when, when this question was posed of us last night, and I felt you, you feel compelled to pick an answer. And frankly, um, I kind of just want to go I, I, neither or both. Or uh, it, The air is out of the tires when you just physically look at these two quarterbacks. And we keep looking at these guys because they are the leader of the pack. When Aaron Rodgers gets up at the podium this week, he just looks dejected and frustrated. And he is speaking that a little bit into an existence, but also in very strange phrases with a don't let any leaks come out of the locker room and we have to simplify things. But then his head coach doesn't know what he's talking about. And and then Brady comes out and he, you know, what I'm hearing from you, Kyle, is like you you need both of these guys to be relatable to the people that love them, but also the players that are playing with and for them. And I don't think that there's much relatable going on between Aaron Rodgers, the veteran, and the, the young wide receivers that he has, and Tom Brady with going to a wedding on a Friday night in New York City and the rest of his team is wherever they are and he's flying in to join them. Like There is a disconnect here happening with both of these teams. And the only right way to get beyond something like this is to just win a game. Yeah. It doesn't ugly. The, uh, uh, ugly, however you get there, win a game. People start talking about you differently, asking you different questions. The tone in the room is different, but that's it. And that's how good these guys are, too, though, is that you win one game and all of a sudden the script is flipped, but they don't look like themselves. Hey, could it be a better week for both of them? The Green Bay plays Washington without their starting quarterback, and the Buccaneers play Carolina oh, wow. without their starting quarterback, mm-hmm. or whatever is at under center for them without their head coach, Matt Rule. I, I'm with you. And because the NFC is so wide open, and Eagles fans, we hear you, you're doing great. It's, yes. okay. it's just you haven't been there like, like this recently, like these guys have. I think there's still this glimmer of hope from both teams. They're like, if we just keep the ship on mm-hmm. you know, the ocean, we'll, we'll get to land. We'll be all right. But mm-hmm. November is approaching soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and just in the division, I think NFC North looks a lot more challenging for the Packers to overcome than the division that the Buccaneers oh, yeah. are in. So if that's just simply how you want to put it, then I guess you could go with the Buccaneers turning things around. But we will see. And he's the front office guru on our network. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome back Scott Piotti. What up, Scott? Scott. Scott. Good morning. Guru. Wow. I like that, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think guru is good. Guru works. (laughs) (laughs) Jets got a huge win in week six, beating the Packers in Lambeau. Mm -hmm. We've talked about Robert Sala a whole bunch on this show, but I want to get your perspective. Who do you think deserves some praise for this team's success this season? Peter, obviously on the coaching staff, you have to give Mike LaFleur some credit. You have to give Jeff Ulbrich some credit, the defensive coordinator. And I worked with both of those guys in Atlanta. Terrific coaches. They know talent and they know how to develop. But most importantly, I think the guy who's probably the largest hidden figure in New York and New Jersey is the general manager, Joe Douglas, who's done a fantastic job. You know, Joe was mentored by Ozzie Newsome, and he understands the importance of draft picks and developing draft picks, about taking time, making sure that he has a good coaching staff that's going to develop players that they bring in that are identified as having the skills and tools that they need. You know, one of Ozzie Newsom's sayings was, you better know what you're looking for and you better know what you're looking at. 
Joe Douglas knows both those things. He has football background. He played football. So he knows when he's looking at players, he can envision them in certain roles and doing certain things. So Joe truly believes in drafting well and developing players. It's worked out. You look back to his first draft in 2020, and he had eight picks. And a player whose contract was about to expire in Leonard Williams, he makes that trade, finishes that draft, with 13 draft picks. They're still developing those plays. He makes the Jamal Adams trade, gets a bounty of picks. He knows how to use picks. He also knows that the more picks that he has, the more opportunity he's going to have to get talent because sometimes we're all wrong in the draft and he's at peace with that. You know, Scott, I, I personally was was really excited for the Carolina Panthers this year. You call me crazy, but the Matt Rule thing and mm. Baker and McCaffrey was back, and it's just been a massive disappointment. There's all this news coming out of them recently. They let go of head coach Matt Rule. They traded Robbie Anderson mm. after a weird, bizarre incident on the sideline, and now they said they'll be listening to offers for their franchise player, Christian McCaffrey. How does the front office keep the team motivated? We're still pretty young in the season. How do you keep the train on the tracks? How do you handle mm. this? Well, Kyle, I think the thing is you don't have to tell the players or the coaches or anybody, including your scouts, that they need to be motivated. What they need to do is be focused because what they need to know is everybody that's a part of that team in every single role needs to know that they're being evaluated. They're being evaluated every Sunday in games, whether you're coaching, whether you're playing. So the motivation should be there because they're playing for contracts. They're playing for job stability. And again, it's not just the players, it's the coaches, it's the front office, it's the scouts. Everybody should be motivated naturally. It shouldn't be a kind of situation where you have to say, hey, listen, guys, you know, we have to play a little bit harder because, you know, the coaching staff has changed. There's been a lot of distractions. So, Kyle, this is one of those situations where it's uncomfortable for everyone. It seems like that there's a lack of direction at times because everyone knows that it's more than likely an interim situation. But the bottom line is this, Kyle. You just have to do your job, and that's how football goes. Do your job. Uh, how poignant of a phrase that is as we're talking about to Scott Pioli here and, and right on cue, let's talk about Bill Belichick and these Patriots. Because on Sunday, he hmm. defeated the Cleveland Browns, who his first head coaching job was with, 38-15, to and he tied George Hollis for the second most wins in NFL history. After the game, they, Bill Belichick was asked about it, and he said, well, look, you, you know, you, you, you're fortunate enough to, to win. I've been fortunate enough to coach great players, and you only win games by having good players. But I'm just curious. You've known him for decades. Um, he's going to give us that blanketed response. But what do you think setting that record means to him? I think it means a ton, Sean. You know, you mentioned I've known him for decades. I met Bill back when I was in college. And some of our earliest conversations were about the history of the game, the people, the franchises, the people who are the shoulders of the giants that we stood upon and stand upon today. Bill loves the history. And to me, quite honestly, when I've watched a couple of interviews that he's done post-game and then I watched some other stuff that he's done in, in the last 24 hours, 48 hours, and quite honestly, I saw emotion out of Bill. Bill just shows it differently than what some people want to see him show. When Bill starts talking about football history, when he started talking about his father's relationship with George Hallis and how Bill got a chance to go into the Bears locker room and spend time around them, that was him showing a part of his soul and some of the things that are most important to him. So when I saw him do those, 
to me, I loved it because that is Bill showing emotion. He is, you know, he, Bill is all about the team, but he respects history so much. I think he's a little bit taken back also that his name is being mentioned along with those people. So to me, I'm so happy for Bill. As you, I was with him in Cleveland when he was a head coach. I was with him in New England, obviously. And to see all that he's gone through and to see all of that time, I mean, it's really a pretty remarkable accomplishment. Rare air indeed, Scott. Now it's time for our clean start presented by Tide. We are focusing on DeAndre Hopkins returning to the Arizona Cardinals this week after serving mm. a six-game suspension. How does this work, Scott? You get a star player back in the starting lineup. What are the operations that the Cardinals have mm. to go through to make sure that DeAndre Hopkins, who they're going to need offensively, gets blended in as quickly as possible? Jamie, the interesting thing is he's been able to be there the last three weeks. He ha isn't able to participate in practice with the team. He's not able to do anything that's a walkthrough, a group setting on the field. But years ago, the NFL did a great job in terms of suspensions that were either PED related or recreational drug related. They allowed players to start coming in at the half point of the time of the suspension. My firm belief is that they should allow players in the whole time. The suspension should be about, in my opinion, about finances and not getting on the field. Because when someone makes a mistake and someone slips up, the most important thing they need to do is have their community around them. So in this case, DeAndre Hopkins has been there for the last three weeks. The toughest part is physically, he has missed 14 of the last 16 games due to injuries last year and the suspension. So they have a plan in place. They know that he's going to be there. His mind is dialed in. Now it's just going to be a matter of timing. But I'm expecting him to be up and running in a lot of ways right away. Don't take uh, any credit away from what you helped build with Bill as well. A lot of those wins right. with Hortalis was a lot of the stuff that you guys worked together. And we just want to give you your credit where your credit's due as well. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it, everybody. Have a great rest of your week. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
Welcome back to Good Morning Football and the portion of the program where we get to hold glasses that you think are champagne, but God forbid you drank out of them. This is ginger ale do indeed. It, it is it. toast of the town. <laughs> uh, my friends and I here, who uh, we've all polled from week six, and we have found three people that we want to highlight. So here we go. My Let's first do toast. it. Absolutely. All right. All right. My first toast. Slanchy. Goes out to some Wisconsinites who know well enough this person. Nowhere else in this fine country is it perfectly acceptable to wear a faux dairy wedge on your head with pride. And we have one Ralph Bruno to thank for that. Ralph invented the very first foam cheese head back in 1987. And without him, we would have never gotten our favorite fondue moment from Jets rookie Ahmad Sauce Gardner on Sunday. Ralph Bruno once said that cheese head wearers are a diverse group bound together by one thing. Their love for cheese. I, for one, am that person. And despite being a Detroit, Michigan native who went to the University of Cincinnati, Sauce Gardner holds respect for the whole of the Midwest when he decided to take on the fromage fedora. Mm. For Sauce, sporting the golden crown has now become a core memory. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to forget this moment. What was was the thing? Uh, Just being able to play against somebody like Aaron Rodgers. You know, that was a true blessing. I said I grew up playing Madden, and he always been on Madden since I can remember. You know, man, running off the field with that cheese head thing, cheese on my head. You know, uh, that was a crazy feeling right there. I'm never going to forget that. Now, this whole situation wasn't just baked brie and sourdough crackers. Alan Lazard did not seem to take too kindly to the cheese-headed sauce, swiftly knocking the cap off of the rookie's noggin. But we all maintain sauce's intention seemed enthusiastic in nature, not mocking. Reasonable response, though, by Lazard is the appreciation for the cheese head must come with an understanding of its history. In 1987, a young Ralph Bruno decided yes. to dig into his mother's sofa and use the foam to create the very first so cheese wedge hat. The public caught wind of this fan foam creation when Bruno wore the hat himself to a Milwaukee Brewers game in the summer of 87. And the rest is history. Packers fans, young and old, from Green Bay to London, and yes, even rookies playing for the Jets have all joined in on the fun. Here's to the legend, Ralph Bruno, maintaining a space for us all to fight veganism, one cheese hat at a time. And to his mother with the couch. And to his mother with the couch. Right, exactly. 87 Brewers. 87 Brewers. My next toast goes out to Mother Nature for providing a fashion assist to the quarterback, North of the wall. Fans who tuned in to the Vikings-Dolphins game on Sunday may have caught the broadcast cut to a very relatable and classic side-by-side shot of sideline thermostats. And just one look at the readings would make anyone sweat. The Dolphins bench came in at a cool 90 degrees, whereas the Vikings sideline read just north of 120 degrees. A 30-degree difference. Baking a team for four hours at 120 degrees that's normally used to scraping ice off their windshields from today until April seems illegal, yet beautiful intentional at the same time. The Dolphins did not know the monster they were creating, though. While the Florida heat doesn't bother a bulk of the population from snowbirds to beachgoers, it does pose a concern for opposing teams, especially when the opposing quarterback is this guy. Yeah, baby! Remember when the Broncos walked through the sanitizing spray onto the practice field? That is what they had to do with Kirk Cousins when he was on his way onto the field in Miami, roasting in the sun. Beyond the obvious 5-1 and start to the season, we've been wondering why Kirk was so quick to throw that chain on after Mm -hmm. the win in Mm -hmm. Florida. Uh, rumor has it team doctors relayed this message to him. To offset overheat, dehydration, and sunburn, one must be dripping with ice with immediately ice. after sun <laughs> exposure. That's so right. there you have it. 
Here's to Pachamama for brazing hey. the Vikings long enough to produce a fourth straight win and a chilly Kirk Cousins for the flight back. Love Cheers. you, Kirk. Cheers to Love Kirk. You, yeah. Lastly, this toast goes out to the creative broadcast operators willing to rock the boat when half of the country is watching your game. With less than 10 minutes to go in the first half of the Ravens-Giants game as seen on CBS, Gary Brightwell retrieves a kickoff into the end zone, all right? For all of, for all of you who don't know, this is the this sky is cam angle, okay? Yeah. Sky cam operators operate this camera on four wires that are tethered to the stadium. Gary Brightwell receives this kick. I called Ian Eagle to understand what happened here. <laughs> Because the next thing you're about to see is out of a Christopher Nolan movie, (laughs) okay? Gary Brightwell receives this kick. Now the director, Suzanne Smith, has already committed to this camera angle. What do we start doing here? We start swimming on the boat. Here we go. And And we're coming back. And bring it back to the other side because... You think you would? Oh, and here we go. Zoom back out again. What is happening with this camera angle? I needed a Zofran. I needed one of those bands that presses on a part of my wrist that keeps me from being sick. Gary Brightwell. And the thing about this camera angle, guys, is that if he had if he had broken this last block. We would have had to stay with it all the way until he... I I mean, where is this thing going? I have no idea. Ian Eagle told me that he called this off of what he was looking at on the field. He had no idea that that was the camera angle. He started getting texts from people that said, what did I just see on that Giants broadcast? It was creative, it was fun, it was risque, and it went, <laughs> it to, fi- risque, and it went to 58% of the country. And you know what? I kind of dug it. Let's get oh back to that, gosh. CBS. I don't know if this is ginger ale. I know, right? I need some ginger ale. So that was it. My toasts of the town go to Mother Earth, Ralph Bruno, and the guy that was operating that camera in the Giants game. Here, here. Unbelievably Cheers. awesome. Cheers. Thank you. I want to shout out uh, Tenet. And Inception and the the Christopher Nolan movies you referred to, mm-hmm. we, it was like it was Denzel's kid and Robert Pattinson returning that kick with with Brightwell. Uh, yes. We passed the Dramamine. Uh, yes. Cordell. I absolutely love it. Yep. I want to shout out to Frank Bruno, 1987, yes. inventing the cheesehead. Here we are in 2022, a certain anniversary of that 87, and Sauce Gardner makes it popular once absolutely. again. Absolutely. Yeah. Glad to know a guy named Ralph is known for something else. Uh, I, I toasted the town to the camera crew right there for rocking the boat, Aaliyah style right uh-huh. there. Shout out to, to her. Um, I, I think this brings new meaning to special teams can tilt the field. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Time to check out the power rankings by Dan Hansis ahead of week seven. Peter, tell us who won angry runs today for the Indianapolis Colts. Dion from the Colts, who is the running back at a Duke. I want to say... Dion Jackson. I know, but I want to say he was an undrafted rookie at a Duke. Yes, Duke. So we're going to go with the theme of Duke basketball, all right? Mm. Let's go What every Duke, Duke football players. player wants to hear is to go to a basketball Daniel Jones, we Let's love go. you. <laughs> uh, coming up in the power rankings in the Ala Abdul Nabi division, yeah. 25 through 32, Bottom right corner, Panthers 32. That was kind of a no-brainer. Texans, Commanders coming off a win at 30, right over the team that beat them on the right side of the screen, or lost to them, rather, the Chicago Bears. But let's move on, though. Let's go to the Cherokee Parks division. 12th (laughs) overall pick to the Dallas Mavericks. 44. 44 is on eight different teams. Upper left-hand corner, the Pats, 3-3. Falcons, 3-3. Saints lose. Seahawks win. Colts win angry runs and really win this segment, but let's move on. One of my personal favorite Duke players, Danny Ferry. Back in the day, in the left side of the screen, we have the Bucks and the Bucks at nine. Interesting. And the Chargers with a win last night that will be instantly forgotten in the scheme of things. They're number 10. Who is the greatest Duke basketball player of all time? I know the chalk says Leitner, but Kyle, who do you go with? I mean, I think it's Leitner or Hurley. I really do. I think that era. But I'm going to go for the sake of this. In our top bracket, I'm going to go with Christian Leitner because nice. I think he is also the Dukest yep. basketball player of all time. You know, he's on the Dream Team. He averaged five points a game on the Dream Team. I looked it up. Wow. All right. So Dan Hansis has the Bills at number one over the undefeated Eagles. And then those Chiefs nearby Vikings just cruising since that Eagles lost. And then the Bengals. At 3-3, three and three, I believe, rounding out the top five in front of the Cowboys, um, there's a whole section of Christian Leitner's wiki that just says, widely reviled. A whole section about how people don't like him. You don't see a lot of that. No. Everybody likes this man. That's why we bring him in. Dan Hansis, good morning. How are you? Hey, what's up? And in 1992, my mom took me to Supercuts with a picture of Christian Leitner from Sports Illustrated. Nice. And said, Give him this. It's the most 1992 <laughs> suburb story ever. Hi, Deb. It's amazing. You know what's so funny, Dan? I remember asking my mom, I want to have Christian Leitner's hair. And she's like, I just don't think it falls that way. But we all, (laughs) when he would run down the court, he would like gleefully kind of float in the wind. And it just looks so beautiful. So did the Bills Chiefs game. He lived up to all our expectations. Dan, we can't do more haircut talk. We're very quick today. I'm so sorry. I would love to talk about Leitner's hair. But please uh, give us your perspective on Bills Chiefs and tell us, are we in the midst of one of the best quarterback rivalries of all time? (laughs) Yeah, we definitely, definitely. No, I just want to talk about the hair, too. What a. It is. It's one of the best. And it's and this is very hard, this job right now, because there's three teams that are really good that we could trust. And then everything else is a mess. But when you have Mahomes and Allen on the field together, you, you know, you're seeing football at its best in 2022. I only hope we get that rematch. I think the Bills are a better team. They showed it in a big spot on Sunday. That's why they're number one. But, you know, the Chiefs and the Bills in the playoffs give it to us because I think it comes down to the last possession again. Kim, on the show yesterday after the Eagles-Cowboys game, we gave the Eagles their flowers, and I said, uh, Cowboys, it's kind of like a moral victory, though. I thought they came back hard, and Micah Parsons was still the best player in the field. Uh, What do you think? Dak's coming back, and how do you rank them knowing that, okay, their star quarterback's back, and they haven't played that bad even without him? Yeah, I'm totally with you. The Eagles did their second quarter thing, scoring 20 points, and that was the difference in that game. But there's a reason in the power rankings the Cowboys lost and moved up four spots to number six 
Because first of all, the top 10 is a total mess and it's hard to make sense of anything. And number two, Dallas, again, has showed us that they have a great defense. They have a coaching staff that is making the most of what they have on offense, uh, getting back into that game on Sunday night. And yes, and now Dak is going to come back and stabilize the offense, hypothetically lift them to a higher level in a wide open NFC. Why can't the Cowboys come in as the team right behind the Eagles as the biggest threat? All right, Dan, I can't believe we're talking about Duke basketball. Nobody's mentioned Grant Hill. So I exactly. Feel like, I feel exactly. like it's like when you used to play Coach K basketball on Sega Genesis and all of a sudden the cartridge wouldn't work. That's what's going on at Green Bay right now, right? Mm. It feels like the cartridge is not working. The screen's coming up like sideways, blurry. Everything's backwards. you got to blow on it a couple times, put it back in. Is that how you feel about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers right now? Yeah, I do. I said it on the show last week. Watch out. The Jets go in there. The Packers aren't ready. They're going to get beat up, and they did. And it just, it is a, it's a mess. It's on both sides of the ball. Um, and you see the frustration with Rogers and the way he's unable to get this team moving. And I just thought it was really interesting how that offensive line could not keep Quinn and Williams or the rest of the Jets front out of the backfield. The Jets didn't need to blitz to, to give Aaron Rodgers a hard time. And with unproven wide receivers and now Randall Cobb out, I don't know where the answers are. I assume they're going to figure out and get on track, but watching that game, you just saw a team that was out of sync on both sides of the ball. Can't ever say that about you, Dan. Always in sync. Be sure to check out NFL Power Records presented by Energizer every Tuesday on NFL.com. Dan, we can be heroes just for one day, baby. Mm. I'll take it. I'll take it. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.